Something strange happened. Hello, it's Jean-Marc, and this is the fourth episode of my autobiography with astrological sauce. Hope you're well. Yes, something strange happened. I was maybe 12. I got a boil on the base of my right buttock. The family doctor said it was nothing serious and to just let it run its course. Okay. One morning, in the college yard, the thing decided to burst open. Blood ran down my leg on the inside and spoiled my trousers. It was embarrassing. The school nurse applied disinfectant and sent me home to change trousers. It didn't occur to me, or to any of those who would have teased me had they connected the dots, that blood flowing along the legs happens to girls for the first time around that age. It happened only once to me. I never thought as a child that I would have preferred to be a girl. I was a boy, there was just no question about that. But I've thought about it ever since. What did my body say? Hey, Jean-Marc, your body here. I am speaking on behalf of the true you, the real you. You don't know everything. Actually, you are a girl. I am not a fan of this interpretation. It's a little bit too simplistic for a start. It's like saying the machine is male, but the ghost in the machine is female. Mm, the ghost in the machine is a well-known metaphor to describe Descartes' view that body and mind are two absolutely distinct entities. To cut a very long story short, I do not share this view. I have a more holistic approach. Another interpretation could be Hey Jean-Marc, your unconscious mind is talking to you. You should know that secretly, deep down, you would love to be a girl. Hmm, why not? Why not? I've toyed with the idea. Yes, I would love to be a woman. Uh, maybe not in this world, though. But uh, if the context was not a problem, and if I had a fairy with a magic wand offering me the opportunity to switch, mm, I may go for it. A surgeon with a scalpel is not my idea of a fairy with a magic wand, by the way. If it's not pure magic, I don't want it. My worldview is a spiritual one. I think of myself as a spirit, currently incarnated in the material world. And I am convinced that, as spirits, we reincarnate sometimes as men and sometimes as women and sometimes as special cases, and there is always a purpose. I understand the body as an emanation of the spirit. And the spirit is a painter, the body is one amongst many paintings. The canvas is biology. I couldn't have incarnated as a man with an elephant's head. As a reincarnating soul with some experience, I can say that my favorite gender is the feminine one. However, I have to say that I enjoy a lot the freedom 
and especially the freedom to be left alone that I get thanks to this male body. On the other hand, it seems to me that women enjoy more than men another kind of freedom, the freedom to be human, the freedom to be sensitive. A masculine social identity is an emotional straitjacket. No wonder that so many men chase after power, when it's socially unacceptable to feel just what you feel and let it show and be able to share it while well, you search for compensations. Feelings may be just transitory things, yes, but hiding our feelings is living in isolation. The masculine stereotype is a prison. The feminine stereotype is a prison as well, but not the same. Feminine energies feel more familiar to me. More... Yeah, more familiar. You could have guessed that by looking at my chart. There is a lot of water. Water is the most feminine of the four elements. I am using the word feminine in the archetypal sense, and Taoists would say yin, receptive, sensitive, passive, I know it's not bad, contemplative, fluid, flowing. There is also a lot of air in my chart. Air is traditionally considered a masculine element. I am not going to disagree, not completely, but in my view, air is not as masculine as fire. Fire is the macho male style element. All power, intensity, action, fire! Fire projects, warmth and light, power. When we gather around a campfire, we are all fascinated by the flames, but the flames are so busy being themselves that they don't see us. Flames are like comedians on stage. They are not there to listen to the audience, but to project their own energy onto them. That is the archetypal masculine. What I'm saying here is just a little bit exaggerated for the sake of clarity. I've done a lot of performing on stage, uh, and when you're there, you actually feel and hear the audience. There is a strong energetic connection. Uh, but still, when you're on stage, uh, you are like the sun, and the audience, all the people together, are like the moon. So, air seems to me half masculine and half feminine. Air is the element of the mind. And the mind creates reality, yes, at least to some extent. The way we think has an impact on the reality we create. That's the masculine or young in air. However, a thinker can't be like a flame, getting all the ideas from within and projecting them out at all times. We need to listen and learn to be able to think. We need to be able to be on the receiving end to talk with other people. Let me squeeze one of my favorite rants here. The way people behave at dinner parties. People have good manners when it comes to share food. But they behave like barbarians when they share talking and listening time. 
If someone took half of the food before others could have any of it, it would be very rude. And they wouldn't be invited again. Cats or dogs behave like that. That's why they eat on the floor. But how about the speaking time? Some are quick and loud. If you want to get a word in edgeways, you've got to fight against them. In my civilized imaginary world, people speak slowly. They offer their attention to others and they allow silences. Thank you for listening to my Libra rant. Now here it's my podcast. I'm the only one to talk and it's normal. Back to arguing that air is not that masculine an element. If air was masculine, how come Libra, the cardinal air sign, is ruled by the very feminine Venus, also known as Aphrodite? Libra people have so typically feminine concerns, love, relationships, beauty. Gemini. Gemini is another air sign. It is ruled by Mercury. And you know what? Let's call Mercury by his Greek name, Hermes. When Hermes meets Aphrodite, also known as Venus, ruler of Libra, their child is Hermaphrodite both male and female. As for the third air sign, Aquarius, the third in the order of my narration, it is typically the sign that is going to rebel against the stereotypes, so uh, expect the unexpected. All of this to argue that air, as an element, is more ambivalent or neutral than typically masculine. So if you look at a chart like mine with water and air dominant, you can expect I won't feel utterly comfortable with the traditional masculine stereotypes. I wish it was more natural for boys and men to live as humans with feelings. Anyway. In the last episode, I talked about the transits on my natal chart when my mother died. I want to say here that I am not talking about it to play the poor guy who lost his mother so early. No. Thank you for all the kind words. I really value them. However, I am not expecting them. You don't have to. I'm rather proud of having walked a difficult path and to talk about it. Reflecting on it is a great opportunity to understand life better. How wounding and healing work and how astrology ties in. It's all precious knowledge. After she died, I lived with my grandparents for about two years. I called my grandfather Pepper and my grandmother Mami. I have happy memories from that time. They loved me. One night, I was in my little bed near the wall in their bedroom. They were in bed as well. There was a scary noise. It seemed to come from behind the shutters. I called. Mommy, mommy, there is a pig on the window. She laughed. She laughed. It was Pepper snoring. She couldn't stop laughing. At least it is reassuring. Often Pepper took me with him on walks. We went onto a bridge over railways to watch the trains. I waved hello. 
One day, a train tooted back. Pepper was delighted. I still remember how his face lit up. The train tooted for you. Every evening, with Pepper, at the same time, we wound up the clocks together. It was a ritual, but he never let me pull on the weights of the cuckoo clock. The story I asked Mammy to tell me again and again, without changing a bit, as small children won't, was the story of the ugly duckling. It is the story of a little duck who was born from another egg. He doesn't know who he is. He believes he is ugly. He is mocked, shamed, rejected, betrayed. He's scared. He's alone. Life is hard. It lasts a whole story. I spare you the details, but at the end, he meets swans. And to his extreme wonder, and mine, and mummies, he sees his own reflection in the water. He's a swan. And it's time to sleep now. Good night. Small children know the stories they want to hear. Stories are blessings, you know. Telling this one over and over again, Mammy was seeding hope, a promise, the belief in a happy end to emotional pain. If you are an ugly duckling, the most wonderful surprise is waiting for you. Meanwhile, my father had grieved. Enough or not enough, that's a question for another day. He had met another woman who was actually one of my mother's friends, and married her. I knew them. They came to my grandparents on Sundays. One day, I don't remember this anecdote, but have been told, I ran towards my father's new wife. I said, I want to kiss you. But she couldn't. She stayed put, frozen, unable to pick me up from the floor. She didn't speak that language. According to her date of birth, she has a Pisces moon, but conjunct Saturn, exactly to the degree, and a conjunction Sun, Mars, Chiron and Venus in Gemini, squared by the same Saturn, very tightly. You can feel the pain. In my chart, my childlike Cancer Ascendant was banging into Saturn, conjunct the Descendant, and that day. Hello, Saturn, I want to kiss you, Ice Rock. Another day? Another day they came on a Sunday, as they usually did, and at the end of the afternoon, instead of leaving peacefully, as they usually did, they took me with them. I didn't want to go. I cried. Mammy cried. But they took me. Against my will, that's for sure. It was the second time I was uprooted. I was uh, three and a half. And it was the time of my first progressed new moon. Thanks for listening. More next time. I'm a storyteller, an astrologer. And I write astro stories, not only about me, but also about you. Mm, check my website when you have a moment of curiosity. And bye for now.